You're listening to Wanye's World, presented by Oodle Noodle. Coming off a episode of Real Life where we basically laughed and listened to Chalmers say he can't do construction very well for ages and ages and ages. And that was the whole episode. Isn't that his job? Yeah. <laughs> Why can't he do it well? Is he having a bad day? He will tell you he does a great job, but with a little bit of counter interrogation, it all falls apart. How so? Well, he was just telling stories of how great he is and how he built this thing and built this other thing and built another thing. And then in the next f- f- sentence, he's like, but I need help. I need people to come. And then I want to make content about myself. We're like content about yourself. <laughs> so he just wants to watch everyone put it together and then put his name on the final product. He thinks he's so interesting 24 hours a day that basically just having a camera crew follow him around <laughs> would turn into an amazing show. And I was like, I don't know. Maybe it's Mike Holmes. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, Kanye West had a camera crew follow him around for 15 years he recorded seven albums during that time i don't know if you hammering walls together (laughs) charles actually does like pretty pretty cool projects like he was saying now that when he builds bathrooms in these houses when you open the door he's got like lighting in the sink vanity down by the floor so it gives you like super low intensity light in the bathroom when you come in in the nighttime to have a nighttime waz (laughs) you don't have to turn the light on you just open the door cool that's smart yeah, I watch yeah, it on TV. Fuck no, <laughs> no, the late night ones. It's I I know my walk. Yeah, from bed to the toilet, no problem. Yeah, but like if you're Five a little steps, couple hit the walls here, there, bang around this corner, around that corner, you're there. <laughs> this is where I always ricochet off the wall. This is where I always bounce back the other way. Yeah. <laughs> God, I know how to get there. I told him I would never have that. I just sort of make an estimate, and then if I missed, that's a morning problem. <laughs> <laughs> you know. See, but when you said lights right away, I thought. Initially thought like, oh, you can get like blue and orange down there. Get a little oiler. Oh, that's feeling. nice. That's a nice touch. Right. Surely you've gone to the bathroom in the middle of the night, hit a light switch. You're in a tanning booth all of a sudden and your eyes bake open. You're like, oh, fuck. Yeah, it's four in the morning, son. It's too light. You gotta keep those eyes closed the whole time. It's a hard balance. You keep your eyes closed on the toilet. Oh, yeah. How? I'm sitting there going. <laughs> yeah, you can't. You want to stay sleepy on the toilet, but not too sleepy with yeah. a midnight pee. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, wake up at five in the morning. Yeah. You wake it's up short like, walk. Yeah. Your, your legs are asleep. You wake up like Elvis. <laughs> you ever. I don't want to dig too deep here. Yeah. <laughs> Oopsies. You ever spend a night on the road? And not understand where you are, and maybe <laughs> wish to God that there was much different lights in the yeah. bathroom. <laughs> I'll never forget one time a buddy of mine, we went to a house party, and he, like, we're in the basement, and I think kids are playing pool and stuff like that. And he comes out of the bathroom and he's just like, We got to go right now. I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, We got to go right now. And I was like, Okay, man, that's cool. So we got our shit and we left. I'm like, What happened? Like, I don't understand. It's like, I went to that girl's bathroom down beside the toilet was this huge glass thing of cotton balls. Oh no. And I'm like, okay. He's like right beside the toilet. I'm like, okay. He's like, why peed in it? (laughs) I was like, well, what the fuck? That's not even an accident. You're telling me you went to a girl's house party and peed. And he was like, it was just sitting there right beside the toilet. And I was like, I'm peeing in it. (laughs) So rather than peeing like a gentleman, he filled this poor girl's cotton ball container up with pee and then came out and told me we had to leave because there was an incident. (laughs) There was an incident. You're a fucking idiot. Well, I mean, at least it absorbed it. Anybody could have been at that party. (laughs) Joe Jonas for all I knew. And I had to leave. That's got to be pretty good aim, though. I'm guessing the opening wasn't as big as the toilet. I thought what he was going to say was I was peeing. And then, you know, gentlemen, the pee can take a 90 degree turn and we can't control that shit. (laughs) This ain't a sniper rifle. We're fucking (laughs) 
packing. I can't pick something off at a hundred yards. I thought he was going to say I was peeing and it just took a left-hand turn and a squirt went in it and I'm screwed. But he actually peed in the jar. Oh, This is why I sit peeing down. Wait. That's why being sitting down. There we go. Mm-hmm. Same guy, different house party. And we're young. We're like, like 17, this. 18. I want to just preface. This is very <laughs> stupid. Young people doing very like way more mature these days. I would that. never yeah. pee in someone's <laughs> cotton ball jar. I'll believe that. Right. Yeah. He also on. <laughs> he went to a house party and the hostess yelled at him for some reason. I can't remember why I was like, that's my party. And he's like, uh-uh. Goes into her bedroom, steals one of every shoe in her closet, puts it into a pillowcase he took off her bed, comes out like Santa and goes, we're leaving. <laughs> I was like, well, now where are we going? And I'm like, you st- you stole like eight shoes from this lady. He's like, not a full pair. <laughs> That's theft. I just took one of each one. And then as we're leaving, he threw it up in the tree out in front of her house and he's like one day that bag will come down she'll find all her shoes i was like remind me not to piss you off that is hardcore i want an update on the shoe gate though yeah he was always a funny guy he'd be like well what's what's the crime I took a bunch of shoes out of their closet and threw it in a tree. Or am I going to go to court for that? Or are we going to go to jail for tree chewing? Tree chewing. <laughs> they don't take too kindly to that. We stopped going to house parties very quickly thereafter. We're like, we should stick to commercial operations that have insurance and bouncers that can keep us safe from ourselves and other patrons. Right? House parties got too damn dangerous at a certain point. Yeah, that'll happen. When was the last time you heard of like a rager party or because you were in the clubs like Airbnb gone south or like have you heard any good? I don't know. Like there's always some here and there, but I think the bigger ones would have been during COVID. People having house parties and shit. Oh, yeah. 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 Like we're closing at 11 or something like that. And they're literally just coming to us to pregame. Hang out. And all right. This is where we're going. Make sure we're not, uh, make sure you're wearing a mask inside the bar though. Cause yeah. right away you're going to cram 40 people in a room this size. We are not equipped for this sort of thing as a species. No, we are too fucking stupid. Yeah. Like well, a herd of shrimp at all. No, 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 no. The I remember thing is really just to accept it and move on. I remember. No, I'm not smart. I'm just whatever. Wow. <laughs> we just got to stay ahead of the rest of the herd. Not that hard. Just don't be the slowest Buffalo. Be the second <laughs> slowest Buffalo. Yes. <laughs> It's like a life motto. <laughs> what are you thinking about the oil? What do you think about nine wins in a row tonight? Well, I don't want to get too far ahead of myself, but I was looking at that board outside the room here and I told the, told the boys out there and I thought about this, uh, Oh, I don't know. A couple, a couple days ago. Um, and I know I might be getting ahead of myself by saying it, but I don't control the outcome of the games. I don't Yet. control the outcome of the game. Yet. There's only two games this month that I think we can lose if we don't beat ourselves. Which ones? LA and the Rangers. And those aren't guaranteed losses. They're just going to be the toughest of the competitions. If we come out and continue to play the way we have, get contributions from forwards one through 12 and the D keeps playing the way they are. And the solid goaltending we're getting right now with the PK and the power play and everything else by the flip of the calendar, I think we can do some serious damage to what we accidentally started with. <laughs> I'm behind it. I, I, it's difficult to keep sitting there and going, you're going to win this game. You're going to win this game. You're going to win this game. 
but what have they shown that you're sitting there going, mm, I'm not confident here. There's, there's even Vegas. I mean, you didn't manhandle them, but you did have control of the game for 58% or 58 minutes of that game. And then you won an overtime, right? So, yeah. um, or shootout, I guess that would have been. So yeah, I, I'm feeling confident with the Oilers, but it's, it's especially with how we started. It's, it's very much a, a hastily confidence. See, I don't have any, that. I have no worries about what, what the start was like that. It's in the back. It's, yeah. in the, it's in the past. It's in the background. Um, it is what it is. It is what it was. And you, you move on. And I think it's actually good to have it there. And I'd be utilizing it more as the coaching staff, just to kind of remind the guy, like guys, don't forget what it feels like to be there Yeah, because it was, it was really bad. We need to use that to feel going out and, you know, shift one of every next game. Yeah. But even Stewie said it in uh, the playoffs last year, after they lost game one, when they lost game one, he was like, uh, I'm okay with us losing because now I know what it feels like to lose in the playoffs. And I don't want to feel that again. So I, I think kind of going off of that, I think then he went 16 and 0 and we won the cup. Yeah. Boys, yeah. I mean, you, when you start off the season that way, you don't have anything, any good behind it. Right. So that mm-hmm. really sits there and, and it's going to weigh on you most of the season. And there's going to be players who, who continue to look at it just because it's going to prevent their individual numbers getting to where they quote unquote should be. Yeah. So I think this is just, it's great. Um, it's great motivation going into every game because we know what it, what it's like to be there and we do not want to be there 97 and 29. I've never seen them less happy. <laughs> You know, th- those guys are not going to allow you to, to get back there. And you're seeing the emergence of some other players that are really helping that secondary scoring or just secondary place playing. Yeah. Like nurse has been great. Oh, yeah. sure f- we're going to have two. We're going to have two defensemen on this team, both of who are trying to be run out of town by different groups of fans. And they're both going to be in the top 10 of Norris of Norris voting. And it's going to be absolutely hilarious to watch those fans try and like bend over backwards and twist. We- we hate both of them, man. We have two Norris candidates in our lineup. We're like, boo! One's yeah. overpaid, the other one's above. Yeah. Uh, okay. I sent out a tweet in October when Bouchard's defensive struggles were very prominent. And this was like the third game of the year, so it was very fresh. And I said, I would literally prefer Ben Gleason over Evan Bouchard at this present moment. And somebody quote tweeted it yesterday with like a perfect cold take. I'm like, <laughs> live forever. Is it the present moment, sir? Like, can we no check a clock? Is time a circular loop? Are all moments all moments? Or is there linear time? They're still in October, baby. Yeah. And whatever. Yeah. I have a story I would like to tell about social media that I could not tell were our podcast not independent. Ruh-roh. Are you familiar with all things dunking? The number one NBA Instagram account? I am. Yeah. Shaq fucking commented on it. No. Real Shaq. I had a meme that said, imagine Michael Jordan played with Shaq. He would have got his ass in the gym. I know that. I'm laughing and laughing. I know that. Yeah, I remember that. He commented, I was still blah, blah, blah. I'm a dog or something. I don't remember what he said, but I was like, damn, real Shaq. No way. Real Shaq commented on my shit. And we made a meme so big, Big Diesel heard it. That's Which cool. T-shirts hell. made of that. That's cool. Yeah, you should just get a photo of the tweet and put it. He up. said, "Like I don't need to be in the gym because I'm the goat." That's what that, he said. I, w- I would wear that. Ama- and then there was a hashtag, but no word after. But that's Shaq. 
He doesn't That's how he rolled. Big thumbs. Yeah. <laughs> he just went to press send. I couldn't believe it. I was like, no one at work's going to care. Do you think he has to call like Apple and get like a shack sized phone? Or is he like sitting there working with the same keyboard we are? Yeah. Oh. That's a good question. Because then he actually leaves like a stylist, I'd assume. Oh, wow. So he's hella old. Well, hi, because I know. Have you ever seen? Is. You have a stylus? No, no, but oh. dude, think that's of what I mean. Yeah, there's thumbs yeah. the size of my of foot. Thumbs. And look at your phone. Like, yeah. I have troubles with that sometimes. That dude's yeah. thumbs are probably quite huge. Yeah. When I was watching the Blackberry movie, which is amazing, um, recently they were talking about like kind of showing the iPhone being introduced and Blackberry is like whooping it up and getting all the shit made in China. Didn't know the storm was going to stink. But they were really firm in the belief that people wouldn't want to go away from a keyboard on a phone. Like a touchscreen keyboard. I have to say, I agree. Like if there was still an opportunity to get like an iPhone with an actual keyboard on it, I fucking hate typing on glass, man. See, I never, I was never a Blackberry, so I don't have any, uh, what'd you go to from before iPhone? Um, Nokia razor, I think with snake on it. Oh, of course. Jesus. So you went from like 1996 to the year 2100. This is a long ass time ago, right? So why you were an early adopter of the iPhone. I probably had like three iPhone three is probably when I got involved. If not early one, I don't know. But uh, yeah, I remember the razor. And you had the, like, the skinny the thin one. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That was I always that my dream in the, phone. In the, yeah, I put that in the washing machine on like day three. <laughs> so back then that was, that was RIP. You phone. had to go back to landlines. Yeah, there yeah. was, there was, yeah, that was phone. Was you faxed me. Point. I ruined my cell phone. Yeah. There's <laughs> rice. Isn't going to help you at that point. Potatoes. I don't know what, nothing's going to help you at that point. So I don't, I must've had to go back to an old phone. Oh, you know what? I had some sort of, uh, I can picture it. It was a, it was a silver and it flipped out. So maybe I did have a keyboard then. You had to like twist it sideways then though. Well, there's oh. a scene in that movie where the research emotion guy finally sees an iPhone and he like goes through and they show him like looking at it and just being like, oh fuck. I had the, the exact comes out of his face. What's that? The color just comes out of his More face. More or less. Cause he's like, Blackberry's the bomb. And then they're like, here's an iPhone. He's like, oh snap. <laughs> I was sort of the same. I was like, I'll be Blackberry till I'm dead. Canadian company forever. I'll use a Nortel landline and all this other shit. And then we started writing apps. And they were like, you can't test an iPhone app on a fucking Blackberry, you dunce. And I was like, oh, shit. And I went and bought one. And I had a moment like in the I Blackberry movie where I was like, oh, and I saw cut the fucking rope for the first time. And I was like, oh, I don't care if I ever get another email again. <laughs> it's great. At the end of the day, people want to play. That was and the dude who tried to buy the penguins, right? Yeah. And yeah, they yeah. talk about it in the Do movie. They? Yeah, man, it's uh-huh. crazy. Awesome. So it shows how they had a deal to sell them the penguins. Really? And then he flies from New York directly to Hamilton yep. and buys Cops Coliseum yep. or tries to buy it. Right. But doesn't have a deal to move the team. No, no. He just wants to take care of one, then two. And then the NHL is like, the what the fuck? You're not allowed to move the team. So then they reverse the deal. And they show Gary Bettman in the movie and he goes into the board and starts screaming and yelling. All the owners are is assembled. Gary Bettman? Or is no, no, it's actor. Reenactment. Oh. Actor, actor. Imagine getting cast as Gary Bettman. Imagine Gary Bettman trying out as a role for Gary Bettman. And he's like, <laughs> I feel like I'm playing the role. Yeah. He screams at them. I'm from Waterloo where dra- vampires live. <laughs> Shut up. And I was like, that's such a random fucking thing to that yell. He must have yelled. No, no, no. He, uh, Balsily yelled it at Gary Bettman. Good. He's like, I'm going to buy the whole league. I'm from Waterloo where vampires live. And I was like, damn, that's wild. He must have really said that. What a lame thing to say in front of all 30. <laughs> threat. Like, a, is that just like a, a, a weird little fun fact from your town? Or is yeah. that like, there better like- be actual vampires, you bitch. You just <laughs> lost the fucking penguins. Yeah, Daryl right. Cates is in there. Like, this yeah, he's like, I don't know what that means. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
but it shows you like just having money. It's not enough in this sports world. You have to like play the game. You have to go do the secret handshakes 100%. and meet people in advance 100%. and play the game. Yeah. Remember Mark Cuban wanted to buy the penguins and then NHL told him no. And the only team in the big four leagues that was for sale was the Dallas Mavericks. And he paid like three times the value for it at the time or whatever it was fucking a hundred times. And back. Yeah, yeah. 10x is money. But the NHL does not give one fuck who you are. It's like, are you going to be a good owner? Are you going to play ball? You want to move the team to Hamilton? No, you do not. And now, look, they're still in Pittsburgh and now they're owned by Fenway. I'm really surprised that Batman is still in charge. I just feel, and this isn't like a, I hate Batman. Like I honestly, at the end of the day, I have to thank him and shake his hand because save the, the oil only reason they were just Amen, like, Rick. Yeah. So people don't I mean, give him any, always going to be that. I will boom when he comes on the ice, but it's more of a joke. It's one that he enjoys, right? He, he, he kind of revels in it. He's into it. But if you look at where the NHL was compared to the big four back in like 95, 96, and look at where they are now. We are so far behind the other three that the PA should be pissed because without them advancing, the players are making way less money. You've got Connor McDavid making in one year what Otani's going to make in two months. Like Otani's going to go to training camp. Yep. And preseason, and in the first two months, he's going to do what Connor does in a year in terms of dollars. That's, That's just, not true. By my math, he makes $2 million a year, Rick, <laughs> yeah, and it's going to take yeah, him yeah. six years to make Connor's one year. Look at basketball. Now it's just absolutely going ridiculous now. It's like uh, if you've played four years in the year in the, in the league and you're at the contract time, as long as you can put, uh, tie your shoes, you're pretty much available for the, the league max. Yeah. Right. Like there's guys out there. Like Bradley Beal. Yeah. Yeah. There's dudes you never yeah. heard of and they're signing for like $300 million for six years. And you're like, who, wait, who well, are who the you? Fuck is Rui Hatchamaro. Yeah, and then the NFL is the NFL. Right. So there was an, a, and I don't know if we talked about this on, on this show a long time ago or whatever, but there was a sports illustrated article back in like the mid nineties showing how hockey was ahead of basketball yeah, and hockey was going up and, and into the stratosphere and basketball is kind of plateauing and you know, like, Ooh, what are they going to do? What are they going to do? Look at it now. Even the owners have to sit there and go, we don't like, okay. We're, we're okay with where we are as, as a, as a, Entity. entity but when you compare it to where we are compared to the other three we want to compare ourselves to but we can't now and where we were back when we could uh compare ourselves to them and arguably mls has now caught us it yeah they're 100 has yeah um we're so far behind right now this is how can anybody look at this and not go like thank you very much for getting us to this point but we need someone to take us into the stratosphere yeah the next the next generation the next era the next whatever and make some like real fucking money. Yeah. Like Rogers is about to walk away from hockey. That's what I was just going to say. They're, they're going to step, take a step what back. What the here. fuck is going to happen? But the TNT the deal is fairly similar in size to the Rogers deal. Correct. I'm not sure. I don't know if they fucking throw down the B word. They didn't. I highly doubt. I thought I it was have. nearly the size Dude, of the road. How I could they, be wrong. No, I, I, ESPN might be that, but I think no, the TNT. TNT might have a smaller one. Oh, really? I'd assume so. But who the hell is going to come into Canada? Well, that's just it. Like, are they going to go back to the outdoor life network? They used to show the games. I the remember that. Yeah, yeah. Too many games at the same time. That. Yeah. No. Yeah. Well, there's like, well, yeah, there's other channel. That's not weird. Is it? You guys, it's outdoor kind of right. We're like, <laughs> why is there an ad for nothing at the commercials? <laughs> Just black screen for 30 seconds. And we're back. Welcome back to the Pittsburgh Penguins and the Washington Capitals where 37 people are here tonight. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like you got to be pissed. Well, 
I think that, uh, you framed it very well. Gary Bettman did a really good job from like 94 to like 2010 ish. Probably bear in mind I, if I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure Paul Korea in 1995 was making $10 million a year. There were some big contracts back then. I remember Bobby Holik signed one with the Rangers for like $9 million. Yeah, it was like a 45 year. over five or something. Yeah. It was, there were some, there were some big contracts back then. And somehow we've gone in, let's just say 99 to now 24 years. We've gone from Bobby Holik was the big UFA that year to the best player making 9 million to the best player in the world ever making $3 million more. But this is why we lost the 2004 season. And I damn near lost it all, Rick. Well, I had the, I had uh, my memories on Facebook come up there whenever that was around. And oh, it was all about our, our, uh, our protest outside and with the signs. That, was, that was 2014. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm yeah. talking the 2004, the other crisis oh, that, that we one. had where we lost the whole year and had a sports bar sans sports. Yeah. Oh no. Neither here nor there, but <laughs> that was for that parody. That was for that salary cap. What you're fighting against the Rangers being able to sign Connor for $26 million yeah, a well, year. I'd like to go back to those days as long as we got to keep Mr. Gates, but then take a look at what's going on with baseball right now and Shohei Otani that deal $700 million over 10 years he def- and but then he defers that so he's making t- $2 million for the 10 years then he'll retire whatever the fuck he wants to do and then make the rest of the 680 and then so the, the Dodgers are able to go and they're going to trade for the best pitcher on the market right now they're going to sign uh, uh, Yoshinobu Yamamoto for like $300 million over 10 years because He's a and trade for Randy or Rosarena. Like, so they're the West Coast Yankees. Yeah, that's exactly what Tyler said, too. They're basically like the bad boy Yankees. Of, the only difference is the Yankees actually won. Okay, listen, we <laughs> won in 2020. Okay, um, and we're going to win again. But Coomsey made the point, too. Like, if they start to get insanely good. And they win the World Series this year. They're in the talk next year. They're a super team. Could then, like, this could become another lockout for the MLB because teams are just going, how the fuck are we supposed to to, to compete with this? And then could that lead into a potential salary cap for baseball? Because now where's the competitive nature of, of this league when you're just, overpowering your team and yeah otani's 10 years whatever he's making let's just call it the 10 years 700 million in 10 years previous the oakland a's they're combined all 10 years combined payroll was like 680 yeah yeah so like it's a tough one because i think you need parity you need in a cycle of 10 years every team to have an equal shot i think the nfl does it really well right like even though there are teams that have been terrible for a long time like the browns and stuff like that for the most part teams get a window every what Mm -hmm. 10 years they're reasonable right whereas baseball i feel like you got the money guys what it's harder to make the playoffs there 100 but i also feel like it's the same really eight teams that run the league and the rest are just sort of yeah I was, That's fair. I was reading this thing. I'm trying to find it um, right now, but I was reading this tweet that over the last 15 years or something like that, the MLB has surprisingly had out of the big four leagues, the most amount of different champions throughout. Probably in the NFL, you've had a, uh, you've had a, a dynasty in the NFL, yeah. right? So that's going to eat up that. Yeah. Um, hockey. We definitely go through in the, the last call the last 15 years, four or five teams yeah. in those years have always been the ones kind of cycling in and out. But I feel like in the, in hockey, especially this is one of the things I think is really good about the game 
you kind of luck into a few players yeah, and then you're good for a while. Mm-hmm. It's never seemingly like I would argue in hockey. Every time you get the fucking bank vault opened up to shovel money at people, it fucks you over. Look at the flames. Yeah. Toronto. Look at Huberto. Yeah. Right. Oh, I love it. I love watching barn burner. My favorite Oilers show is barn burner. Cause they're just like, we are so fucked. And I'm like, Oh, it's so good. It's so in the beginning of the year when they were bad and terrible and we were bad and terrible, yeah. I couldn't enjoy any of it. Yeah. But right now at eight, no, Oh, oh man. But you watch pin. He's like, oh, I think the Huberto contract might be the worst contract ever awarded since the pen was invented. Like, you yeah. <laughs> pieces of shit. Remember when you traded Kachuk? Yeah, you yeah. remember when everybody laughed and then you brought in these new guys and gave oh, them all the money? Gonna be so good. They're going to be so good. Huberto was 150, 120 point player. But I remember thinking that day, I was like, wow, their rebuild was an hour. Like at the time, yeah. it looked legit. Yeah. And uh, nobody talks about Nazem Kadri anymore. And every, he was like the their oh, accountant does. Yeah, yeah, no shit. His accountant does. He's like, Kadri, you're the shit. Yeah. Hey, by the way, for the record, fantastic human being. Kadri? Yeah. Really? Oh, fantastic. Top shelf. Interesting. Yeah. I've always wanted to like Kadri. Yeah. No, yeah. great dude. I, yeah, I can't dislike him. Good. Well, let's talk about some Oilers related stuff because on Sunday, mm-hmm. I took Wanya Jr. to his first game. Mm-hmm. And we have a video coming out and it's mm-hmm. going to be so we had do a bunch of stuff and we video it all. Kennedy came with us. Mm-hmm. We go to the Oilers store and I'd never been. I like this. Store. I wanted to see yeah. the Rick store and I walk in and we're filming one junior and we're seeing everything from eye level. And he goes over to the kids jerseys and I mm-hmm. go pick out a Jersey son, right? This will be a great time. And he puts his hand into the rack of McDavid's and dry sidles for the little kid jerseys and pulls out a Vinny day. What the <laughs> fuck? That's and I'm like, is. what? And he's like this one. And I'm like, okay, that's dope. Right. And the day like starts at his elbow and goes to his <laughs> other elbow and shit. Yeah, it's funny. I don't know what was going on. I don't know why there was a Vinny day Jersey and he didn't see the back of all the jerseys. He just walked up and went that one. So yeah, I love it. The boy loves Vinny D. Yeah. Yeah. We got to get them to meet. Because to me, it would be the funniest photo in the world. Oh, the yeah. smallest DeHarnay fan in the world and the tallest man in the world. Yeah, no, I, I, I let him. I, I sent that one to him. He was a, was he he was a big fan of it. Yeah, he liked was that he one. like that was for my kid or something? Do you know why it would exist? No, I just I told him I said my buddy uh, took his kid to the very first game this uh, of his life and he's put him in the store and said, hey, walk up and pick a jersey. And right amongst all the McDavid's and dry titles, he reached in, grabbed the jersey. and It was a seven three. What do you say? Oh, he said it was great. He That's awesome. Yeah. He's so excited about it. He insisted on wearing it to bed. Yes. Right. Aww. Like he's so boy, oh, so pumped. Right. So cute. That's awesome. Yeah. And he got, got on a little one of those necklaces and a little hunter doll and all that kind and of they're stuff. called a chain, by the way. Yeah, true. <laughs> I explain that to everybody. Like, mm, no, that's a chain. Thank you. Look how thick this thing Fair, is. Thick yeah. gauge. Thick I, gauge. I need to get a day or an jersey now because everybody in this room. Whatever, it's white hot. They're selling like hotcakes. <laughs> yeah. I assume they're going to make them for adults. Eh? <laughs> they see the report. They're like, well, one sold. I don't know. Maybe we should make more Vinnies for four year olds. I don't know what the fuck. <laughs> I could fit into one of those. Oh, yeah. I can wear it as a shoe. This thing is so small. I already know it's going to be a sad day when he's because it's a four to seven jersey. Oh. And like day one, he had to roll his little sleeves up and shit. I know there'll be a day where he's like, dad, I can't wear this anymore. I'm like, you're 15 years old. It was adorable when you got it when you were three. Keep that shit on, playboy. Uh, we'll get her signed by then. Don't worry. 
hopefully Vinny signs long term. It'll make a lot more sense. I would love that. Yeah, and I'm not. I'm trying not to think about everything this year and being a contract situation. I think we're safe. I think we're safe. I, I thought mean, we were safe with Clem, your last boyfriend. Yeah, that's that was uh, every time you fall in love with an oiler, he fucking dips on us, yeah, and I feel horrible. Go, yeah. t- go tell my closet that. <laughs> yeah, no shit. I have what? Quite a, quite, a few <laughs> quite a few jerseys in there with uh, different names on them, where guys are playing different but, cities now. And the thing I like about a Vinny D jersey is I will always stand on business. Even if he gets traded tomorrow morning, Vinny D is still a good dude. Yeah. He's a good oiler. He's a he good will, soldier. He will, he will re-sign in Edmonton this season. I hope so. What's he making? Uh, bare minimum, 775. What's he worth? Uh, keep playing the way he's doing right now. I don't see why you can't reasonably, um, especially with the cap going up, uh, there's no reason why he can't look at a 100% raise. Yeah. 1.5. 1.5. Yeah. 1.5 or three, four years. Oh uh, yeah. I'll do it in a second. Three or four years. Yeah. Yeah. But we wanted to sign Brandon Davidson for 15 years or 15 million and no one ever listened to us. <laughs> yeah. I tried. Where's he do? Where's he now, Davey? Uh, he's still, he's out in uh, like Sweden. I can't pronounce the place he's mm. at. The yeah, I think it's like a B and a J or something like that. Oh, uh, Bargestad or whatever. Maybe. Yeah. These teams need to stream their games, man. I think you can find them. You just have to put in like a little bit of work to find it first. Cause like, I would love to watch random teams with former Oilers on. I remember one time we were in Germany and we were going to go out and we're pregame in our hotel room and Fred Brathwaite was playing. What? Mm. It was like 2013. I don't remember what year, 2012, somewhere in there. And I'm like, Fred Brathwaite. And he was unbelievable. He had like 45 saves. And I was like, shit. Him. Oh, yeah, I remember. <laughs> On the arena clause, no one let me into the best party ever. <laughs> uh, anyways, I would love to watch like right now. If we could go watch a Davidson game, I'd watch it. See how he's doing. Check in on the old boy. Yeah, yeah for sure. I want to watch a Brian Young game. Oh, yeah, that's a deep Where's cut. Somewhere in Korea, bro. Somewhere oh, awesome. That guy still playing? Oh, yeah. 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 High level. Brian yeah. Young, though, which you know, with a Y 76. Yeah. Yeah. Were we talking like 06 ish? Yeah, I think so. Maybe a little bit after that. I think it was like 08. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, seven. Actually. 16 years. Oh, he's dude's got to be up there, though. Yeah. Who was the one who uh, became a South Korean? Wasn't that Brian Young? Griff. Griff. Griffin Reinhardt? No. Um, also, uh, he, his contract was so bad he had to become South Korean. <laughs> he wouldn't play in China, I think. He won a title. How dare you? I'm just saying. Along with Winning a title. I could award myself a trophy right now from <laughs> Elite Sportswear that would have more meaning than whatever tournament he won in China. That, that would have been the K, wouldn't it? Uh, no, they never won probably. the K. Never won, won by Chinese not, team. We, yeah, he did not win the K, but oh. they won. Yeah, he was over there playing something. Um, the man you're referring to, I believe, is Giganto right hand shot Alex Plant. Alex Plant. Me. What did he win? Fifteenth overall in Nothing. the seven. The year of Yanni Rita. No, the year of Sam Gagne and fifteenth. Oh, um, yeah. who's that other? Which one? Sorry. Who was the third guy at the third first round pick from that year? The dude's been in the dude's still in the NHL. Mm, I'll look it up. Yeah, oh, use yeah, that. Is Alex Plant. You're right. Yeah, Alex Plant. So hold Sam on. Gagne, Alex Plant. Plant won Riley Nash. That's what it was. Riley Nash. Nash. Yeah, he's still kicking around the league. Too. I was so mad at him for not wanting to play for the Oilers, and then we traded him. I still have I still have beef with Riley Nash. Every time he comes to town, only one person boos in the arena when he touches the puck. Yeah. There is he is. still in the league? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's with the Rangers, I'm pretty sure. Crazy. Really? Yeah, and actually I th- I saw something recently where he was like 
an asset in the dressing room or two or something. Like that. Oh like he was actually, and he what, refused to play here. Yeah. I didn't want to play here. I don't think he liked the, like the, well, Lottie fucking dumb, right? Where you wanted to play. Well, what like plugged? I know. Yeah. Beat it. Three days ago, Rangers Riley Nash dropped to AHL. Oh, so. poor guy. <laughs> <laughs> Who's that guy that just became the coach in St. Louis? Drew Bannister, yeah. former Oiler. Legend from I, like 94, 96. I have it screenshotted. Allow me, please, one moment. <laughs> I was like, those things. why do I know that name? I'm like, there's only one reason you know that name, Wanya. It means oh, it's I a former really. Oiler. I think he played in Buffalo before us. Yeah, he was all over the place. Yeah, he was. Maybe Pittsburgh after us. He was like one year, one game, and then like 48 games next year with us. Yeah. 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 No, I, uh, as soon as I saw that name, I was like, I know that name. <laughs> that is Euler legend, Drew Bannister. I think a guy like that, not knowing anything about him, but the fact that he's made it into as a head coach shows some vetting. A guy like that would be a good coach because he probably never took his career for granted. Yeah. He probably saw every kind of system there is to see because he played for half the fucking teams in the league. <laughs> then he went and played in progressively shittier leagues mm-hmm. and is able to gauge players on a spectrum. I think more than a guy who was like, I was an unbelievable player yeah. in the NHL the entire time. Yeah. Wayne was not a great coach. Yeah. Wayne once walked into the dressing room and I probably told the story a trillion times. He walked in the dressing once with, with Arizona coyotes at the time. And, um, they got shut out like five, nothing or something. He started like losing his mind. How the fuck can't you guys score a goal in this league? Just one goal. And they're looking around going like, well, we're not you. Yeah. <laughs> no, no one's wearing 99 here. Like, I get it was easy for you, man, but it ain't the same for us. That's Alex Goligoski, brother. <laughs> I think it's too hard for people like that to be able to manage people because they can't put themselves in the shoes of the people they manage. Normally, I would agree with you. However, if we look close to home, maybe to our own bench and on the left-hand side down where the defensemen stand, you have somebody who we would assume would fit the same area Gretzky did where like everything was just so easy for him. It's really hard to coach that way. Cause like, well, just, just do it. But I think but now he's actually really successful with the, with the defenseman. But we had Gretzky coaching like 15 years ago and he was still quasi young and hot. Yeah. I think we got old Paul coffee now. I think it's a different thing. Oh, I thought we were talking about Mark Stewart. Oh, hey. <laughs> <laughs> like I think coffee he is, he hasn't like gone up through the ranks of terms of coaching and stuff and had to like, perhaps. no, I think it was a very bad idea that magically turned out to be fine. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, it's, it's great what it's and I yeah I read somewhere that he's like challenging the defenseman to be better instead of this sort of status quo like hey guys like that's us just no like that's us but like next step let's go like if you want to win in this league you can't just be status quo you can't just roll in third gear you need to take a step up and when you get to the next step guess what you're taking the next step after that yeah there is no rest there is no time to pat yourself on the back you can pat yourself on the back when you're my July, age, says Paul Coffee. July 3rd, or, you know, when you... After get, you've when, hoisted Lloyd Stanley. you get your day with the cup, pat yourself on the back all you want. But until yeah. then, you got to keep walking upstairs. Yeah. And we're getting better right now. Can you imagine all the hard-ass players who win the cup, and they've always said, like, when I get that fucking cup, I'm going to go so crazy. Like, some guys take it out in the lake in a boat, just the two of them and shit. Like, for some of those guys, it must be such a colossal mind fuck to finally win the Stanley Cup and have that motherfucking thing. The dad's like, go to bed early. You can party when you win the cup. Don't do cocaine. You can party when you win the cup. Don't drink all that booze until you win the cup. And then you win the cup, and you're probably like, oh. I don't actually want to do any of that stuff. (laughs) What I like was how hard it was to get here. And I want to try to do it again. Right. Like if you think when you finally get the cup, you're going to go crazy. Only Ovechkin ever did. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, the, if you go back and if we can get a couple of those Edmonton Oilers from the 1980s. In modern here. day players, oh, though, right? Okay, like modern say, day, yeah, yeah. no fun athletes. Not yeah, back well, in the day, I'll fun say, athletes. I'll, I'll say this. There's probably some fun behind the scenes. But yeah, yeah, for the most part, I think it's a little bit tamer. When the cameras aren't out. Yeah, go to areas mm-hmm. where there's, you know, like no kind. You walk in the door and there's just like a there's just like a basket at the front. And please put your cell phones in here. Yeah, I think the night of the cup win is probably pretty epic. But I think oh, when you God. eventually like uh, my friend won the cup. And yeah, I think brought it's it probably to town. a three, four day party because the f- night of. Yeah, you're you're dead tired. Like the, you uh, you hit a, a wall of like all the emotions, I'm yeah. assuming. Yeah. And we could you, probably milk one big party night out after a long cup run. Though. Oh, like the next morning, you're dead. Yeah. Well, I think the next morning might be around five o'clock the next afternoon. But yeah, yeah. Sure. <laughs> when my buddy won the cup, we had like a party with it, but it was like a dinner dance. Like ain't nobody getting hammered. Everybody was like, holy shit. And like li- lining up in reverence. Yeah. I mean, at that point, it's not about the player anymore, right? You're taking it back to the community. You're taking it to your family, your friends, your sharing it with them as well right so i think you get a different version of that but if you took that cup august 5th july 31st and found five players on the same team that won it throw it in a room with those five guys with all their with some of their friends probably none of their family their fun friends party's gonna yeah that party's gonna be a little, a little bit different and that's the party i want to go to that's the party i want to go to <laughs> i went to uh cover when i worked in lloyd minster uh that's when brayden holby won the cup and he brought the the cup home and he brought it to like his his childhood arena and the entire town of wherever he's from i can't remember all those little small towns in middle of saskatchewan but he uh he was doing it in the rink and he's signing autographs, taking photos, whatever. And there was a a garage door that they were allowing like a food truck or something to come in and they open the door and the door fails and collapses on the truck. Not the truck was just waiting outside Mm. was just, but it just all of a sudden just right on the ground. I'm in the middle of like interviewing his childhood coach and we're just like, was that a meteor? Yeah. Is everything okay? Did and we then, still win the cup? Yeah. yeah is the cup <laughs> Are we okay? dead now? I yeah. knew I knew it. as soon as I won one, this is going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it was crazy. It was weird. But that was the craziest thing. That guy that gets to go around with the cup, he's kind of got like the bowl haircut, oh, like yeah. the old dude. Yeah. He's probably Phil seen Pritchard. some shit. Oh, yeah. Phil Pritchard. What's his name? I believe so. Phil he was there that night. Yep. He's there every night. I know, like you see him at the cup game, and you're like, he doesn't do it every night. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. That's a weird job. I it's saw them very weird. I saw them have a new face, and I was like, that's who the fuck is that? <laughs> Where's the guy with the haircut? Phil getting old. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What kind of miles are you putting on your odometer? Where everywhere you go, everyone's so fucking happy to see you, and like everyone's trying to give you a snifter of gin or something <laughs> all the time. Grand Marnier at all times. Like here, I want yeah. that'd be a hard job to not be partying all the time. No, because I know you probably want to stand in the background, stand in the shadows yeah. and just kind of keep an eye on that cup and make sure it's still and probably there. shit happens in the cup more than you think. Like you probably oh, yeah. actually have to be fair. Like you can't just be like, do it, give her, fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> but Wanya, you're a cup champion. Indeed I am. And I've drank from the cup as well. You have. Yes, I have. For real. For real. I have that he night. Held, did he hold it and pour it? Yeah. 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 Did oh. you, did he let you lift it? Uh, I re- requested not to. Oh. Other people did? Yes. Oh, if I get the opportunity, I am lifting that motherfucker. I didn't want to. I, like I said, I think it was last show. I think I have to like toss in 
Just accept the fact that my career is now over. I don't like when I'm you get re- like this, Rick. I think you're. Age. I'm going to like the the pro tour now, the seniors tour. Uh, so that the means Champions League. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. So that means, yeah, no. If that, if I get invited or when I get invited to that little party. I will be lifting that motherfucker. If it was an Oilers cup win. When it's an Oilers cup win. I would lift it. But this was not the Oilers. Fair. This was not my cup. Fair, fair. This I, was I, my friend's cup. And I was there fair. because I was really happy for him. Mm-hmm. Because I saw how hard he worked as a player. Mm-hmm. But to be able to win it after his career as a scout. Immediately, basically. Yeah. Was a very interesting thing. But I did not feel the same way I would feel if I was in the room with the cup had the Oilers won it. So, yeah. Right. So, if it was an Oilers cup, you're lifting it. That's I can't thing. imagine I wouldn't. I mean, my God, I'll be crying and there'll be fluid <laughs> falling out of every orifice. Fuck, I'll be. <laughs> I've told people that are in the know that I need to be able to lift that cup. And everyone said yes. So, oh, I can't imagine it. Doug Waite couldn't. Remember? Mm, Why? Yes. He'd blown out his shoulder. See, yeah. I was just going to say, I have a, a torn rotator cuff. 50% of my shoulders. Gone. It's mad heavy to cut, man. Yeah, like, I did touch it in Manhattan. 35 pounds. 35, yeah. So I'm like, thing up. I, I'm, I'm listening to this conversation. I'm like, fuck, I don't know if I could. I can't even reach which backwards. Is ba- which to is grab your a bad cut. shoulder? My right one. How much can you hold in your left hand? No, uh, you can know. You balance? You can hold it like a server tray. Yeah. Let's see. This, this is my bad one. <laughs> Yeah, there we go. So we got to do your shoulder surgery one day. Yeah, yeah. In the new year, I'm gonna have to get shoulder surgery here. Damn. So, yeah, that'll be a fun little work week when I'm in the sling. And yeah, I don't think it will be sore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, they do a lot of them now. They don't have to. They have to cut it open. Is it orthop- orthopedic? It's, I I haven't met with the surgeon yet, but like 50 percent of the rotator cuff is just gone. So like over an inch and a half of it is just. Disintegrated, I guess. So, and now I've been building muscle around it, so it's probably good scar be tissue. And you gotta cut in there and dig it out and clean it up, yeah. and put you back together. Yeah, yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna that'll be like in terms of rehab. That's gonna be your first two weeks of rehab, and that is gonna be excruciating. Yeah, imagine when you're a professional athlete and you suffer like a horrific injury, and all the fans care about is how long till you're back. Yeah, I know. That's what I've been thinking <laughs> like about. My knee is out when I'm 45. I won't be able to go out on rainy days. Like we don't give a fuck. Yeah. When I heard it, Drew Brees cannot throw with his yeah. right arm anymore. Yeah. yeah, I heard that he, has he got a- the super surgery back in the day. We needed to keep winning and keep playing. Kept playing. Became a great, great quarterback today. Cannot throw a football with that arm. Is that like getting preemptive Tommy John surgery? Like you're going to be fine, but then when later in life, you're going to be fucked when you stop playing. Why do you yeah, go to shit? I think just to keep it, he had to get the surgery in order to keep playing. And the way you keep playing, you keep tearing it up. And now I don't know a lot about football. But that goes without saying. You give me one ring and that many uh, commas in my bank account. You can have my shoulder. Why didn't you get that birthmark lasered off his face? <laughs> that shit bothers me. Maybe I don't like agent, football. His agent told him not to. We, no. can, we can make a, a brand out of this. Yeah. Mm. Get a silhouette. Like Gorbachev? Yeah. Gorbachev. Well, I would say Drew Brees is the second famous just fucking birthmark man of all time behind Gorbachev. I mean, we can. What was the Gorbachev one? He's the big the thing on his head. head. He's like a, <gasps> what? Like what? Florida he was the on his president of the CCCP. Oh, yeah. Like late I 80s. Yeah. Late he had 90s, a crazy maybe? ass port wine stain. It's called. <laughs> port wine. That's what it's called. It looks like. Yeah. It just looked like a map. Yeah. Of I mean, USSR. Yeah. Florida. Oh. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. No, that is. Back in the day. That looks That's like numero a, uno. A bird pooped on his head. Then ASAP Yams. You know who that is? Yeah, that's who I was kind of going. He's got the same thing. 
Why do they allow everyone to just keep using ASAP? Like ASAP Rocky. He started it first. ASAP Yam started it. He started yeah. the whole collective. But he gave ASAP Rocky his name. Yeah. Now, what are they saying ASAP stands for? Always strive and prosper. So all of them are saying the same thing? Yeah. They're in the ASAP mob. Do they have a mob? Yep. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. You see how Young Thug's lawyer said that Thug stands for truly humbled under God in yeah. court? And they're like, mm. <laughs> you're getting the death penalty. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. You think no. the lawyer said that with a straight face? Oh, yeah. Do you see his lawyer start like reading out the lyrics? That, like he's in that. Do you see the John Morant trial? How they're like making him try to dribble in court? They're asking if his diamonds are real. Like what? Why? I don't know, man. The John Morant trial is very bizarre. Just because he's waved because he's he's an idiot but all he really did was like show he had a gun which i'm fairly certain was majorly uh legal where he was correct yeah. like i don't really know but that's one of their rights or something stupid down there you have a god-given right to dance on insta with a handgun it's in the constitution <laughs> yes i mean and now he's going to court for it like the nba can get he is in court i don't know i assume he's in court for that but i just see keep seeing footage of footage of his trial where they're asking him really stupid questions and they're like john Morant is getting away with this because these are the questions they're asking him in court like can you sign this basketball <laughs> oh he's right-handed oh no he held it with his left it wasn't him try these gloves on yeah <laughs> like a glove daytime tv that was back in the day i can remember when the oj trial finalized like the big grand finale they brought a tv into our classroom to watch it you were what? in grade nine no you might oh hold on wait 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 because i know exactly where i was and i oh i don't know if that's great eight or nine, <laughs> nine or yeah, yeah, yeah 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 great day i remember yeah i wheeled that thing in there is business class no we were way. like it is fucking on and then they're like guilty or not guilty or not guilty and everyone's like yeah we got kids like Woo! they had no idea what they're celebrating <laughs> yeah. fucking did he it didn't kill her that yeah. bitch died yeah Woo! great den yeah. <laughs> we still have no closure we're fucker in, yeah whatever yeah. we're in health class we're like yep yeah that's the system yeah but we are looking at more like the guy from naked gun Huh? Like sad to lose a comedic actor. Yeah, yeah, that's that's who we saw him as at the time. His football career was over. He was became a movie star, whatever. It's almost too early in your life to really appreciate what really, really kind of happened there. You still instantly go, "Don't I don't want this guy to go away because he's hilarious." So this, that, the other thing, and I didn't find OJ hilarious. He's great on those movies. Oh. But when the you murder trial like started, I found him out there. I found him slightly less hilarious once he was on trial for murder. Yeah, but see, not like once he's not really that funny in Naked Gun, is he? I thought he was more just dry humor. Yeah, he's like a straight guy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You can't be one of those now. What's crazy about the OJ trial, looking back on it now, knowing how who all the players are in the play, is that Robert Kardashian is sitting there watching how celebrity just took control in the paparazzi age. And this little trial, right? Murder trial, not that crazy, but because of who it was, there's news cameras, there's hundreds of reporters, there's all this crazy oh, shit. Yeah. So he's going to work every day and quickly becoming a celebrity in his own right. Yeah. And back at home, his wife, Chris Jenner, is watching it all, being like, I, have no I know exactly what we're going to fucking do. <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly what we're going to do. Is that evil? Yeah. There's that evil doctor in the for basement. real man. <laughs> yeah. If that OJ trial hadn't happened, if they hadn't hired Rob Kardashian to be Robert where Kardashian, we where, where, where would we be? Uh, we would be in a whole new universe. 
Mm-hmm. I don't think we would be here. Not would Kanye be quite as in the quite the pickle he's in if Kim Kardashian wasn't able to fuck him over for ten years? It took forty-seven minutes for us to mention Kanye. I am surprised. I am in very happy time with his new album. It's very, very good. Yeah, it's you, called Vultures. Did you get it on iTunes? I got it on a Belarusian YouTube stream as they streamed <laughs> it live from Miami. I heard it within minutes of it being in existence. I follow an account on Instagram called Yeezy God, and Yeezy God was talking about it. I don't know how the hell he found out. What time did you have to wake up for this? I was just ready last night, but it had only been uploaded for about an hour. From Miami. I think it was two nights ago I saw it. Oh, it's wow. from Miami. Okay, that's so they, so they just had a tent. They performed yeah. it. There was like seven rappers there. Northwest was there. The daughter, she had a little verse. Oh, she ain't no Blue Ivy Carter, you know? <laughs> <laughs> She's just some fucking kid, you know? Blue Ivy got it going on. Um, it's unbelievable. Yeah, I'm thankful that Kanye, although crazy, still has all this music in his head. All artists are crazy. Like take a look different, at different and, yeah, variations. Yeah, and then, just, but the people around him, you got to poke the right time. Right. That's how you make money. Yeah. Yeah. But he is, I would say actually probably not having a full grasp on reality. No, I think God, there's celebrity no. crazy. And I think there's like, you're actually mentally ill. Yeah. And I think unfortunately Kanye falls in that category. And it's so weird as a society. Now that we're always like, how's your mental health? How's your mental health? But then when crazy people be doing crazy shit, we're like, Oh, terrible right <laughs> well that's what being fucking crazy is you do crazy shit <laughs> it's very right? true though 100 yeah. man but the fact that he's got all that those ghosts swimming around in you his head and shit money you can't be a regular person anymore and i think also just the creativity to have the song power in your head before it exists yeah that doesn't yeah. make sense to me it, and you're just there's going to be some corresponding part of your life where you're not going to have any points because you got all the creativity points out of 100 and then getting that rich and like even so that so they rolled it out in Miami. They did a concert and I saw it and it was really good. And then a few hours later, he somebody else posted. Um, he went to DJ Khaled's birthday party in oh, Miami yeah. and performed a bunch of songs. So it was cool because then that hit YouTube. So then you watch that later on and that later on. But you just see like everywhere you go, there's just camera phones on you everywhere yeah. you go. And like it's going to fuck you up after a while, man. Yeah, I wouldn't like it. So I'm not trying to forgive Kanye West for saying racist shit. No, that doesn't mean, yeah, that stupid shit doesn't really, it doesn't, that doesn't make up for it, but like lashing out against them, I guarantee if I was in his position, I would have had a couple incidences where I kind of go off on the paparazzi falling around. When they're like in his driveway or shit like that. (laughs) What's going on, Kanye? Shut the fuck up. Well, when you're living in a Kardashian episode too, right? Like that's fucked up, man. If you're, it's like the the Royals coming to California for a life of privacy and then doing press conferences and shit, right? Like if you're actually, he didn't ever say you wanted to be reclusive. But just putting yourself in a weirdo fishbowl like the Kardashians for five or six seasons, like that's not. Yeah, maybe that probably brought more, but they were going to follow him around anyways. But that brought it to a whole new level on the Kardashian show. Right. I think they follow you all the time when you're on that. Like, is there like a year nine to five or all the time? I think like you might be able to tell them to leave. But like every morning there's camera crews at your house and they're shooting throughout the day, trying to put together an episode. I couldn't imagine that. Yeah, I don't know. I, I do not. I would not be able to like, handle that. Do you not want to just sit on your couch in your underwear? 
Yes, and throw your phone in the fucking freezer. Not Kanye's at his house, hey? There's like no couch. It's all one taupe color, hey? Yeah. They don't have a TV and shit. It's well, just one chair. No, they, no they the pool they don't use. They don't have a jacuzzi. Was yeah. That yeah. Can you believe it? We don't have a jacuzzi. <laughs> yeah. But if you watch Kanye performing, like, even with all these other rappers, and there's like big name rappers on stage, he's just, you can just see he's just in a different stratosphere he's in a different level of detachedness mm. right but like to be able to sit there and know that like the world was pretty hard on him right and rightfully so you can't mm-hmm. say crazy shit against jewish people or any race for that matter yeah but the fact that he still has these songs in his head that are so good and so current and like to roll out an album like that and like five of the songs i was like holy flying fuck yeah there aren't a lot of musicians that can do that mm. no definitely not and they'd be like, oh, I, I need to go to producers. I'm going to have a comeback album. I need this producer and that producer. Kanye sat down in the, the tent producer. in Dubai and wrote this shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The whole process of that type of stuff, especially coming from one person, doesn't make any sense to me. Like there's there's times where, you know, you kind of turn your turn your brain off and the voices go away and they're just like weird noises in there <laughs> that you can't you okay? turn that into me. But that dude's sitting there and he's got like. The opening to like nine of the th- no most famous rap songs. Should like, have that's just all in his head. Power. Yeah. Yeah. This is crazy. What like the noises in his head are it's a concert in itself. Even some of those Sunday schools. Have you ever watched any of those? Mm-mm. Like he did so he had like a kind of like on well, on Sundays, he would have outdoor religious revival music festivals. They would sing hymns, he would sing some of his new shit. But like I've watched some of those. They're so good, man. Really? Like when he started making religious music exclusively, like he'd made the, you could argue some of the best religious music of all time. Right. Like it's not necessarily like everyone's cup of tea. Yeah. So it's like the genre of the best of the best really aren't going, <laughs> what? but strange, but like the lyrics for the new album are real. He's not doing that God stuff. No hey, more. We're back to talking sassy again. Like it's, yeah. But it was awesome, man. It was one of my, one of the better musical experiences I think I've had in a long time was just, so he's going back to like, High school drop. Is that where we're going? It sounds like I would say it's closest to life of Pablo. Oh, wow. There's just a lot of banging drum beats, a lot of good samples. He sampled Backstreet Boys with no permission. Hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. It's really, really good, man. No permission, eh? What is Kevin Richardson? 70 years old. You should be fucking happy. Kanye's sampling you back into <laughs> yeah. obscurity. Like, well, I, yeah, but you're like, nothing. Them is it's, it's the legal, it's the legalities of it. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't give a shit, but I thought they'd be like, okay, you know, when there's someone, somebody in there with a white collar is sitting there and he's, as he's doing his thing and he, you're going to do this. Yeah. You're going to, you're going to ask him. No, like, no. fuck, I'm just going to do my thing. And he's like, well, grab my phone over here and just <laughs> send out a quick little email. Yeah. Just like, just so you know, you guys were doing this here. And, I am not a part of this. Or, you, know, you know, this is what we're doing. And you know, there's an attachment here and it's a check. Don't tell him, please. Remember the, I'll be, have you heard the, I'll be missing you story about stinging the police and how much puff daddy has to pay? No. I gotta look this up while we're talking, but it's an enormous sum of money he pays every year. And he didn't ask for clearance before he put the song out. Oh, with Faith Hill or Faith Evans. Yeah. Great. $5,000 a day. He pays sting still. Really? Yep. Wow. That's insane. Yeah. Oh my God. I fucking wish. I know. I got to What do I have to do? Yeah. (laughs) What do I got to make that I can sell for $5,000 a day? In 2018, Sting now 71 says he pays $5,000 a day. So when the day dies? Till the song stops being popular. That shit is a classic. Fucking show hey money. Yeah. 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 Literally. It's funny. They're like, what is it? 2043. They're going to have, they're paying through. So in 2043, he's 40. They'll be paying three guys 
who are probably all north of 40. How much? $680 million. Yeah, but per year they'd be paying like oh, ninety million dollars oh, per yeah, year. So seventy, eighty. This insane. is on. This is on, <laughs> this is on your fucking cap, man. Yeah. So there's a cap that they will be playing. Well, this is like it's, it's on their like. It's luxury. If you tax. go to cap friendly of MLB in 2043, if there's still computers and stuff, <laughs> that's going to be there. Like, well, be- we're all paid in Bitcoin now. Tawny plays for free. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fiddle foul. Um, they. It's basically just like high scale Bobby Bonilla again. Like he's just going to be collecting a $70 million check every July 1st. Do you think, and they should, but do you think that Mr. Cates has instructed somebody to grab the NHL rule book and start looking through the stuff for like, can we just like back pay Connor? Yeah. I think this is a ploy. Yeah. Eight grand in a Bitcoin right now. When I gotta start paying Connor like real money in 2035, yeah, it's probably something, right? Like, yeah. I just, well, there you go. It cost me eight grand. That, that's all your money right there. Yeah. How hard would it be to pay Cam McDavid two million dollars a year from a subsidiary company? Like, really? Who the fuck is looking? Yeah, <laughs> far too many people with nothing else to do. You think? Yeah. You don't think if you wanted to pay a player secretly under the table by paying a family member through an unaffiliated company, you couldn't get away with it? I think you could. Um, it's all about making sure the person in charge of it is like their neck is on the line. Cause I think people get, ah, we're fine. And then they get lackadaisical. Once you're deferring money for there and then someone sees it. And yeah, now that you know that a player will play today for money tomorrow, you could do some fucked up shit. Dude, well, I'm telling you right now, the case of not doing this is insane. <laughs> I wish, I wish. Do you think the they figured that out? You could do this like a while ago and they were waiting for the right player to roll this trick out he for brought it to I, them. It was Connor Brown boys. This is Shohei's fucking idea. It was. Yes. Shohei's group or group or whatever gave every team out there who wanted to wanted them the option of doing this. Mm-hmm. Hey guys, by the way, he's willing to do this. I know it's crazy. Yeah. But that it's smart though, from his perspective, cause he's minting so much money off endorsements. He's basically just like flattened out his revenue for the next 20 years. Yeah. And he's going to make an extra $90 million by moving from one end of the country to the other. Yeah. When he retires, if he moves to LA or if he moves to Florida or Texas, where there's no state tax, all that deferred money. When he starts collecting the deferred money, it's taxed on where he's living. We did it. Yeah, we did it. Yeah. So they, they asked, they asked, somebody asked like California's blah, blah, blah. Like, what do you think about this? And he's like, we are not allowed to comment on dot, 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 which means they are very upset about this and there's nothing they can the do. The state about like comptroller or somebody yeah, like, somebody, like hey, tax people, this because he's literally like, he's not going to be living here. You know, damn well, LA is, you know, California is going to miss out on like $90 million in tax. 8,000 people in New York about. pay half the state tax. What? The richest 8,000 people in New York City pay half the state tax. So when those people move, and a lot of them have moved to Miami during the last three or four years, mm. the amount, like, think of how many people live in the state of New York 22, 23 million people. Way too many. 8,000 people pay half the tax, 23 million pay the other half the tax. So when like, 8,000 leave, you still have. If uh, one of those people leave, it's like kissing goodbye an entire like East Rutherford, New Jersey worth of tax. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. It's crazy. Do you remember when everything was going down in New York and Mayor Bloomberg's like, come back, everyone come back, I'll cook. Do you remember that? <laughs> Do you remember that? He was like doing his daily press conference trying to get New Yorkers to return to the city. 
And they're like, what do you say to your rich friends? He's like, I tell them, come back. I'll cook. It's has every one of those 8,000 people fucking booking. It's like an elementary school worth of tax. You lose every minute they're gone. Wow. That's incredible. I don't know what you do about that. Ah, way above my understand right that like when you're a super high performer like that you like if you're otani you are worth more than all the oakland a's combined of the last 15 years like you just you are what does new york do you're sitting there you're like okay i like you're the accountant you know where everything on the money we let russian oligarchs wives in and don't ask too many fucking questions (laughs) and we let el chapo's wife live in upstate new york and don't ask too many questions that new jersey stuff comes in right wow you guys keep doing it don't worry look at london look at the city of london right ontario yep it is so expensive there and it's virtually all foreign people because they relaxed tax laws that allowed you to dump money into the London real estate market and bounce. Wow. Same thing in Vancouver, right? You look at like stopping that in Vancouver now, right? Well, they're trying to, yeah, yeah, but yeah. like the amount of opaque transactions that have occurred in the Vancouver real estate market where like weirdo companies are spun up and they buy three condos cash and then you never hear from a fucking Dan <laughs> and shit because people are stashing cash. It's more of a, the Vancouver real estate is more of a money laundering problem than it is Vancouver real estate problem. Because in 1998, when they were scared about Hong Kong being swallowed up by China, so many rich Hong Kong people were able to invest in Canada due to some weird tax thing they had or some program. So everybody bought like a safety house in Vancouver. Now it's $700 for a hamburger. It's crazy (laughs) now in Vancouver, man. But so when you drive around Vancouver and look at all the towers, the apartment towers, especially so many of them, like eight o'clock on a Saturday night, just completely dark Yeah, because no one lives there. I feel like it's very similar in Toronto. I I went to, but I think it's a different issue because I think a lot of it is just tourism and especially with like airbnbs now they can just they they buy the condo whatever rent it out and i remember staying there and there was an apartment building right across from our airbnb feeding into the system and uh just the same apartments always dark at the exact same time there's nobody in there and then you take a closer look and there's just nothing in there it's an apartment building it's an apartment but there's not there's not furniture there's like it's like a warehouse basically it's a store of wealth yeah right it's like if i'm in a country that's shady i can go where i have property rights and rather than having to buy a whole bunch of things for a million dollars i can buy one thing right and when you have that much money you don't give a shit about it because you're trying to hide it just hide it just hold that for me eh? yeah Yeah. like that's like when i go to oiler games and i look up and there's some of those damn boxes that are all blacked out they're just not sold well then tell me what are you gonna go out there and kick it no give me i'll give you a hundred dollars i get you a guarantee i can get a couple of my friends to go well i'll give you a hundred bucks each let me in yeah i want to say something shocking about the luxury suites at rogers they're not that good there i said it really i hadn't been to one i went to the tool concert i wasn't impressed i told the story on real life i'll tell it again there's a closet there there's a table in front of it i thought the closet was the bathroom like the old arena had a bathroom in every box i walked into the closet in front of four people said this isn't a bathroom they laughed at me with their rich people voices and i went and stood on the other side of the box the rest of the tool concert but i didn't think they were that nice man they're really long like a bowling alley they were dark yeah i don't have a lot of comparisons for them i thought they're nice but i don't have any comparison for that kind of money yeah no that definitely and i didn't pay for shit i was a guest treasured only fans guest but like (laughs) i don't know i I was actually kind of 
Shocked. It's funny. I I got to go to one a, a bunch of years ago. My buddy works at uh, at as, at Lazy Boy, and his boss had a box, and so he said, hey, you want to come? Blah blah. Sick. Cool. Yeah. So okay, but he's gonna take us out to Sorrentino's for dinner first because it's cheaper than putting food in the in the in the wow. box. Because right? we're talking like a pizza was like seventy bucks. Oh my lord! Those theater boxes that they have at the end of the rink, underneath the Scotiabank thing, there's mm-hmm. like theaters, and they have like boxes, and they have a different setup. In behind the theater boxes is like a concourse restaurant only for those people. And every intermission, they put out fresh food. What? Like that was a way better deal than the box. I was shocked. Shocked. Which is better than Rexall or Rogers? (sighs) I can't answer that. Rogers. I think Rexall more the time of life. Mm-hmm. and the atmosphere yeah and i'm just shit-faced and there are 14 beers and it's yeah. 2006 right and like now i got a three-year-old and i'm going to the game and i'm like oh, i can't get that drunk <laughs> uh the arena is nicer no question no yeah. question but no there was the there, vibes are different yeah there's yeah. something about 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 northlands that was how many good old rexall beer Oh yeah, that was yeah. when the well, last day it was open. After that, no. When when Zach and I went here for the nation, the last media availability, and we were in the rink, it was sad, man, because we went and stood in the old bar. Yeah, yeah, downstairs. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I was like, man, this place. Like, Did you like ask them to take a little. Why is it good? I I just want like five feet. I know that's not five feet in my fingers right now, but I just want five feet of like the beer line, please. Yeah, I'm gonna put it in a frame at home. Maybe a little plaque in there, or something like. We that. stole the drink price sign. Yeah, no, I see that. Stole that. That's a good thing to have. You know, we're going to steal something. What was fucked up too was they'd done a lot of like SWAT team training in there. So there was bullet casings everywhere. What the hell? Well, it's good, like practicing going around, kicking doors open and shit. You might as well. (laughs) Fuck, it's the arena. You're telling me you wouldn't want to play paintball on that place? Oh my God. And they were rappelling down from the roof and shit training. Fucking right. No way. Yeah. Okay, I saw that on, uh, it came out their last game, the the Oscar Clefbaum. Um, Mm hmm. I kind of we're trying to figure it out. I partly expected to walk in here today. We're looking. Kennedy and I are trying to figure it out. We're trying to figure out is he available? This is we're talking about a big Oscar Clefbaum doll available or shown at least on social media as being in the bowels of the arena. Yeah. Yeah. I know Gregor posted it, so I don't know. I feel I DM Kennedy. I'm like, how do we get Office Oscar to be a thing? And she's like, I know a couple of people. Let me see what's going on. But they weren't throwing him out. No, but I also don't think they they were going to be utilizing them again. Like, well, if they I took would, the fucking poster off the wall, they're yeah. not going to let the bobblehead dance. No, but like I work for a company that's not very good at throwing things away. So like 15 years after that's the why globe, oil city had a basement 15 years after the globe was dead, you could still walk into the basement and the globe was there. Do you think they have any chairs like for like sit down chairs I could buy still, or is the warehouse pretty much cleared out now? Uh, that one is definitely clear, but we definitely have another one. That's I need on. like 25 chairs. Ooh, I think we, yeah, no, we're not going to have 25 chairs and they're not going to be, you'd be putting in some fucked up chairs. DLC. No, 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 no. That's too much work. Yeah, no, that's not. No, I need, trust me. I just want them delivered. Little brick. I was like thinking about it the other day because when we opened it, it was 2010, believe it or not. Wow. 2014, sorry. Oh. 2014. So we're 10 years, 10 years in the game. Come on. Damn it. But we've got these real that's hipster fun. ass chairs. My sister's like, they did a famous chair designer, Earl McChair, and we have to get the chairs. I was like, fucking hell. Well, over the 10 years it's been open, we're probably losing two chairs a year. They're in rough shape. We have not replaced any of these chairs. (laughs) So I was there the other day and I was like, why is there like four tables and two chairs in this bitch? What kind of restaurant owner? (laughs) Oh, God, it's my fault. (laughs) I was like, we need to find some chairs. So I'm on the hunt. 
but I don't want to go back to Earl McChair because his shit doesn't last. Yeah. No, I need you to go find something else because he can get. Yeah, you need those because then that front little place there, you, that front little, you got room for them. You can put them on the patio and stuff. We got to get new patio furniture too. Yeah. I too own a food restaurant. Excellent. <laughs> you got a chairs? No. Nah. <laughs> it ain't the glory business it used to be. That's a Moodle Noodle last night. Did you? Ooh. How was it? It's fantastic. I want we're some just Moodle Noodle. And we're like, hey, you want? Yeah. Okay. So we, a couple of green onion cakes, a couple of spring rolls, and so there. I remember when 109th needed new chairs. Truth. People kept falling on the ground because I, I picked why. fucked up chairs while we were partying. Uh, <laughs> yeah, old days. those were the good old days. I they want, always needed chairs. I want Tokyo Glaze. Right now? Yeah. Mm. Mm. We should mention that uh, the podcast is brought to you indirectly by Oodle Noodle. <laughs> oh, look at that. I got to do ad reads. I don't know how I'm going to do this thing. Is it going to be a commercial enterprise or are we just sitting around talking? I can't decide. Well, I think one day we'll probably go a little commercial, but... Once we've sorted out this, we've almost done. We're going to be on iTunes now. This will be our third new episode. Yeah. Hopefully this episode will be up. And then we're going to delete the old account off Spotify. So there isn't two on there. Yes. 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 I have to talk to Tyler to get that done. But yes, that Can will we happen. Do we get to cut and paste those episodes and put them under the new name? Or are those, are those ones, they're in the, they're gone. Oh, oh that's a good point. I can, I, I should have them all. Anyway. We should print off transcripts and try to re-record this. She's like, yeah. and then I said to Rick, can you believe these hookers? Oh, I, thought we were, I thought we were printing these off and taking them Audrey's bookstore. And they're going to start. Yeah, no, no, we got to, yeah. we got to try to reread the lines fresh and try to re-record yeah. them. Right. Why would I? say that i don't know why you didn't read that right well i would say that i think just removing the other uh show off spotify we're good to go yep yeah but then we uh i did see a a little twitter thread asking about where it was on itunes since we aren't with the nation network or this isn't we just made the show independent yes just so so we can say the brands we want to say we're still in the building we're still having the same guests yes we're in international waters so since we don't have the same pull as the amount of the nation network shows it takes a little bit more of a process for them to be like, oh, okay, they're not a scam artist. They're not a pyramid scheme. But now we are indeed a pyramid yeah. scheme. Send all your money to the Could following. Be. Yeah. Could be. Mm-hmm. That'd be a good thing for season two of this show is to start getting real religious. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. yeah let's, like, let's just do Waco 2.0. Cool. Yeah. I'm sure death cults are fine 90% of the time. <laughs> I think they're probably pretty fun up until the end. Yeah. <laughs> well, they're like, hey, now it's time we all drink these Kool-Aids. I'm like, shit. We had a great dance at the colony like four months ago, and now I got to drink the death Kool-Aid. Can I not do this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You'll yeah. probably meet a lot of nice people in a death cult before the end. Oh, yeah, so. for sure. Have you ever watched Waco? Yeah. Yeah, that was a really good. I just watched it for the second time with my girlfriend. She hasn't <laughs> just seen watched it. it for the second time. <laughs> yeah, it was good. It was really good. You got to wear really cool good. colonial clothes and yeah. head scarves and shit. Yeah. That's cool. Jonestown was lit. Yeah. Yeah. Until the end. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> the footage of them. You ever seen the footage of them oh, going yeah. in and it's just dead people everywhere? It's insane. Like, what the fuck? My I buddy mean, and I were coming back from Lloydminster when we were uh, from Jonestown to Lloydminster. Yeah, of course. No, from Jonestown, Lloydminster to Edmonton. <laughs> Um, cause that place was a fucking mess. I, what do you mean? I, Lloyd Minster is awful. I For what? Death cult? Just everything. What do you mean? I'm sure there's a death cult outside Kitscotty. Who fucking knows? What does that mean? There. Pretty sure the cooler is a good place to be. The cooler. Bar, I believe. That's cool. I remember yeah. correctly. Um, but I remember we were driving back from Lloyd and we were listening to a like five part podcast 
of Jonestown. And I don't think there was a word spoken between the two of us for the entire three hour ride. We're just like, what the fuck? Like it was, it's insane. They played the, the last like, uh, message that he would say to everybody across the the megaphone and stuff like it was intense white night white night we were like white night what's that that was the the messaging too so what they would do is they would have mock like drinking the kool-aid and before like it's they would never tell you when it was like the real thing like it's whether it had cyanide in it so they would just say white night white night white night and so everybody would come and convene in the so there were dress rehearsals where people thought it was like all right this is it yeah yeah and then finally this american congressman came and they're like we're gonna rescue you and then they're uh, gonna rescue the congressman you know well they oh they're gonna rescue the cult members the cult members oh oh, because there's there the families from america were like we haven't talked to our family and what a scenario and so he was just like all right i'm going down there so he goes down there and what a good congressman yeah like i'll go visit the cult and get your daughter back (laughs) like anyway this is why we voted for you chad (laughs) we're here in guyana um and so uh, he's like went and spoke with jim jones and jim jones was basically if you guys want to leave you can leave and then people would go to like eight people went to go leave and they had an ambush for them when they would leave so when they got to the airport on the tarmac they got ambushed and killed and then by the cult people yeah they killed them yeah yeah oh yeah so the congressman got murdered over there and then um that's bad this is when things are speeding up at the death cult you can't kill the congressman when he comes to return exactly so then when that was going on that was when they did the real white night and they all went and drank the kool-aid and that's when it happened so no one was held to account for the congressman dying because everyone died Yeah. yeah sorry boys they took down the congressman outside the airport. Yeah. This one's the real thing. Bottoms up. Cheers. Yeah. That's crazy. It's amazing. More crazy shit isn't happening at all times. Yeah. When oh, you really yeah. do you remember when there was like the weirdo Japanese cult and they were trying to poison people in the subway. What? Remember this? No. So I think I don't know. Is it the O's or something like that? But there was some crazy Japanese religion. And they were like, you know, what we're going to do poison people in the subway. And they were like, stop poisoning people, religion. <laughs> and they're like, too bad. We're the poisoners. This is our shit. But like, it's amazing that given how crazy people can get. Yeah. If you're in a cult and you're being conditioned to the degree that they're doing fake mass poisonings just yeah. to fucking screw with your head, man. Yeah. Test loyalty. How did how do you get to that point? Yeah. How do you not sit there and go, "Hmm, maybe this isn't a good idea. Like you're having a meeting and you're like, okay, we got to like put the new floor in the barn and we got to like paint the church walls. And (laughs) what do you think about like, I don't know, killing everybody with Kool-Aid. Like, you know what? Let's table it. Let's talk about a next meeting. Like (laughs) I still have this kill everybody with Kool-Aid idea. Everybody. Are we going to do this? Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's a congressman coming. You know what? Table it. We'll talk about it next time. Yeah. (laughs) Make sure we have enough cyanide for everybody. I get wanting to start a death cult for tax purposes it's sound tax planning if you're a religion you don't pay tax okay well drop the death part and just a cult yeah sure yeah. I no no that. no 
Rick, if we're doing a cult, it ends with death. We're going the whole night. We're either going to do this or we're not. Yeah. Yeah. Even like heaven's like gate or two. Or sell to some people. Like a cult. Oh, I'm in. Yeah. Death cult. You don't reveal it to be a death cult until you fake white lightning them 15 times. Yeah. It's not a death cult. We're waiting for the spaceship to come. You know, there's only one way to get on board and that's to be sleeping. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then there is, there is this one also just in Oregon um, and they tried to poison the water to the small town that's it's there's it's near their thing yeah 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 there was a small town in oregon that had like a compound just outside of i don't know what portland it wasn't portland it was a small town oregon city and uh they made a plan that a they were gonna have one of their like not leaders it wasn't the guy but one of their higher ranking people would assistant captain run in there yeah yeah essentially would run in their election to become mayor and then if that didn't work then they were just gonna poison the water there ah it's it's on uh (laughs) i see there's a if not we have plan b kill everybody (laughs) that'll learn them not to vote for carl you know all those racist white people in oregon um there's uh uh, a documentary on netflix called wild wild country about it it's really good all those crazy scenarios you don't wake up one morning and fast forward to the end in your mind you're like you know what we should do we should buy a nice piece of land. We could have an event out there, maybe a wedding five years down the road. We should just live out here. This will be fun. We can build dormitory style buildings and 300 of your wives invite, live here. Yeah, invite some people out here. In the last five years, where did all the wives come from? Well, I started with one yeah. and then I had three yeah. and then I made that website and then 45 people applied, but they all prepaid a hundred dollars. And I was like, well, I don't want to really get rid of 45 grand. Fuck it. I'll keep all the money. Now Yarn. we have 73 children and they're all mine. Yeah. And I got to pay for these fuckers. Now we got to open up the doors for new cult members rich new cult members i had too many kids with the first batch of wives i find myself in a jam yeah. you're like how am i gonna get rid of all these people well we're gonna go get that kool-aid yeah. <laughs> really that's the only one there's only say. one play that's the thing whenever i hear like especially in sports when they're like i guess i'm gonna dr- i'm drinking the kool-aid right now i'm like oh <laughs> it's amazing Kool-Aid as a company rebounded from the Jonestown massacre. Yeah. They're like, we can't sell corporate Kool-Aid for shit. <laughs> Nobody's buying this shit anymore. It is unpopular. Yeah, those kids, man, that sugar, that sugar stuff. It doesn't yeah, matter. It really kills them. them. Yeah, they're going to keep yeah. buying it. Yeah. As long as a society, we can make fun of it 20 years later on an unrelated sports podcast. <laughs> yeah. We're going to be okay. Yeah, yeah. We'll always be okay. Anyways, join our cult. We are going to be down on 104th Street. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a death cult. Yeah. We're just here to have fun. We're yeah. just here to hang. Speaking of hanging, how are we doing in, in oh, area? Careful. Yeah, well, hey. <laughs> we are at one hour and 16 minutes. It flies by. One hour, 16 minutes. 16. We're The first 30 minutes of us was us trying to figure out the technology of it. Exactly. Though. Yeah. Well, yeah. shit. So it was smooth. Smooth as silk. Yeah. Well, there's a plan for their ninth straight win in a row. Let's go. Let's see you next Thursday. Download episodes of Wanye's World at Apple Podcasts or on Spotify. This episode of Wanye's World is brought to you by Oodle Noodle. We got locations all around Edmonton. We got a location in Airdrie. We got one location in Calgary and one more coming, Beacon Heights. OodleNoodle.ca, deliciousness.